0: Welcome to Gripping Business Tales Australia, the podcast designed to help Australian businesses overcome the regular and real challenges of being a success. Now, here's your host, Murray Smith. Nathan Harding is the founder of Yo Media. Nathan started his career in one of Australia's largest corporations, West Farmers, In this organization, he was exposed to some great mentors and leaders. However, Nathan felt he could do more and ventured out on his own, buying a newspaper. In his newspaper business, Nathan learned nothing lasts forever and the need to continually evolve. Nathan founded Yo Media after a business asked him to help them with drawing in more customer leads from their digital presence and he had immediate impact. From there, Yo Media has grown into a global award-winning business continues to develop and deliver service excellence to their customers. In this episode of Gripping Business Tales, Nathan talks about his journey, lessons learned along the way, and the impact of EOS on his business. Nathan Harding from Yo Media, welcome to Gripping Business Tales.
1: G'day Murray, good to be here.
0: Thanks. Thanks for coming on, mate. It's been uh, it's been a long time coming. I've, I've really been um, waiting for this because uh, I'm tipping you've got a bit to tell people about your area of expertise. So it'd be great to get into that. Before we do, a couple of questions for you, mate. We always start these uh, podcasts off with two questions and they all revolve around success. So if you could let me know what uh, one of your recent personal successes are and you know, one of your professional successes, that'd be great.
1: Yeah, sweet. Uh, personal success. Um, my son took his first steps over wow. the weekend. So that was great. He's 15 months old. Uh, he's been threatening it for a while. And <laughs> then I got a video on Friday, actually, while I was at lunch uh, from my partner. And yeah. She, yeah, he'd taken his first steps. Um, professionally, we've just had our biggest quarter ever. And that seems to be a bit of a theme over the last year. Yeah, um, It's kind of similar around the time that you came on board, actually. I um, <laughs> don't know if there's a connection there. But yeah, that's that's no. my professional
0: yeah fantastic well it's always good to see growth both in your own boy's life and your business so that's fantastic nathan it's really pleasing to hear that so when i uh talk to people like yourself i no doubt i've got audiences out there that are saying well who is nathan harding so tell us a bit about you nathan and a little bit about yo media would be great
1: sure um i'll give you a quick background on how i got into business just uh uh uni did economics left there went and worked with west farmers i was working in their uh, business development team um, as a very low underling and just got exposure to rob scott was setting up the team at the time who's now ceo of west farmers and just got exposure to kind of his thinking and his team's thinking and how they analyze acquisitions and all that kind of stuff and through the m a activity that i was privy to um there was a point where I thought, you know, I could probably do this whole business deal thing myself. And so went out, bought a actually bought a newspaper back in 2010, ran that for about three years. Not the greatest investment at the time because Google pretty much came along and yeah. um, all the ad revenue that that was generating, it really started to decline because less and less people were reading the paper and more were reading, uh, going online to find businesses. Yeah. And so, you know, the natural progression was... Um, you know, is there something online? And so I just accidentally managed to get one of my clients, number one in Google. And he, he rang me up at the time and said, um, I don't know what you've done, mate, but we were doing about two grand a week. And now we're doing 10 grand a week since you did that Google thing. Like, I don't know what's happened, but can you just keep doing it? And I said, yeah, mate, I'm going to charge you for it though. Yeah. And that's how sort of my current agency, Yo Media was was founded, was out of that. Um, we realized that, hey, there is, there's an opportunity here for us to transition a lot of businesses from that old traditional media across to new media Mm -hmm. um, and started the agency out of that. So Yo Media, what do we do? We solve business growth problems. And the way we do that is just using the the latest lead generation strategies. So think things like content creation, search, so SEO, Google Ads. uh, We do a lot of web design and we do a bit of social media as well. Basically just to generate our customers' opportunities and leads for them to sell. Yeah. Um, So that's what we do.
0: Fantastic, Nathan. It's a good story. A couple of questions in there for you, mate. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned early on that working at West Farmers, you got exposed to some great thinking. Mm. And I just want to... We often hear people talk about oh, the role that mentors or leaders or good leaders and bad leaders play in, in the development of of your own professional capabilities. Yep. What effect did that have, on, apart from, you know, you've got your own business, what were the what, when you think back? What were the things that really that you really took away from that 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 sort of exposure?
1: Mm. I think it was the the deal side of things. So you know, Rob Scott, very astute individual. I think he was an Olympic rower at one point. Yeah. Um, and just the way that he analyzes businesses, the questions that he asks about them. You know, how do you how do you value a business? What metrics do you use? How mm. do you ensure that down the track, that business was a a success. So what internal metrics do you use to measure the performance of that business? Mm. Um, and I think it just gave me a real insight into, Hey, there's this whole other level of kind of corporate where, you know, there's the day-to-day stuff where you're working in a big corporate, you're doing the day-to-day business, the delivery, but then there's this whole other level of like, how do you as a a large corporate grow, like besides the organic growth and most of the time that's your acquisition. And, um, and it just gave me a real big picture, big, gave me a big picture thinking around, you know, what are the opportunities out there? How do you, how do you analyze them to make sure that you're not going to blow your capital, um, and what metrics are really important when running the business? And just before I left, actually, West Farmers have got this really great thing called the, it's called Wild. I think it's the West Farmers Insurance Leadership Development Program, mm-hmm. and it was specifically for the, this division that I worked in, West Farmers uh, Insurance, and they basically put you through this training to train you up to be a leader. So they show you how to read financial statements, how to think strategically, all that kind of stuff. Um, And like going through that was was really great because when I got exposed to all of that leadership knowledge, um, a lot of the things they focused on was the values of the business. How do we instill those values day to day? And I still remember three of of the four. One was boldness. One Mm. was accountability, and the other, I think, was openness. Yeah. Um, So, like transparency. I can't remember what the fourth one was. Must have been, yeah, really important. But the those those values were really instilled in us, and it's something actually. When I came to EOS, that was one of the first things that you and I focused on was getting Mm. those values right. And it seems a bit, you know, wishy washy. And it's like, how does this translate to hardcore bottom line currency for my business, right? I don't like. But the more that I just had faith in the process, especially with EOS, and the more that the bigger the team grew yeah. the more those values really became apparent because mm. you know there's things that if team don't ha- if, if our team doesn't have those values one it tends to annoy you that they're not acting <laughs> according to how you want to want the you know a little bit. To act. yeah it's just <laughs> like you know those different values are a massive deal when it comes to teams. so you know they they were really um focused on that and i think that gave like when you came along and we're talking mm. values, I was like, well, I've seen this before at like big companies. So if they're doing it, then there must be something. Yep. It yeah. Um, so, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, that's fantastic that you took all those great learnings and clearly you've applied them into your own business at Yo Media. Before Yo Media, you mentioned that you'd bought a newspaper and you were doing that. Mm. So you've experienced something that uh, some people may not have experienced. And that is uh, when technology um, supersedes your business model, yeah, or, or your business, yeah. And I suspect that's happening more and more now than it ever has in the past. And with that, I'd like to sort of delve into your experiences there and say, well, what didn't you see coming, or what was it that you that you could have, you know, looking back now that you thought, gee, there was a big flag that I should have seen coming and I didn't. Mm. Um, what would be those sort of things that you would look back on now and think hmm, should have seen that?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, when I bought the business, I had no money, so I'm, um, you know, working a corporate job, just yeah. out of university, like got no cash, and this business was selling for just under a million dollars. Yeah, and I was thinking to myself, how do I, how do I buy this business? And I was going to buy it with a, a partner at the time, and then you know we had a difference of opinion, so I ended up buying it. Uh, myself but I had to pull that do some creative financing and and pull that package together get the vendors buy in hit up friends and family you know Mm -hmm. tell the bank a few things to get some money Um, and I managed to pull that package together buy that business and I'll never forget I was driving back from Geelong when I went down to seal the deal basically like do Mm -hmm. the handshake and then we move on to the paperwork and as I was driving back from Geelong I filled up a a petrol station and as I'm filling up the, the car I'm like I'm a millionaire, like in, in three or four years time, I'm going to have a business that's worth a million dollars and I've, I've made it, like I've done it, like I'm a millionaire. This is great. All I had to do was a bit of wheeling and dealing and now I'm, I'm worth a million bucks. Um, oh, how wrong I was. And so I got back and it was this tough three years of just slaving it out, right? So, you know, nothing in business is ever really easy and um, trying to acquire new customers for a newspaper was difficult. It was a lot of cold calls. You know, I was basically forced to, to cold call. We got a few inbound yeah. leads, but yeah. I would just sit in car parks and make, you know, 50 to 100 calls a day. Um, not every day because it sucks and I didn't want to yeah. do it every day. But when yeah. when I had to do it, I did it and I kept the business together. And I think what why I didn't see the red flags, well, one, I was pretty young, right? So I'd never actually been through a technology revolution, you know, yeah. let alone even running a business. So this is yes. my first business. All of a sudden, I've got like 100 customers, um, it's doing a million bucks a year in revenue, or just under a million in revenue, and I've just been and I've got staff, and I've just been thrust into. Hey, you're a business owner now. Yeah. Right. Um, and I was just looking at it purely from these are the numbers I can make the deal work, and I'll have X profit at the end of it, forgetting the hard slog and all the the running of a business that goes in between that. Yeah. And so it was sort of a you know in the crucible and yep. by fire and all that sort of stuff, and you just I just had to learn and adapt, and then. I think, yeah. So I think that's the reason why I didn't see it coming was just, you, were in you it. know, I didn't know what I didn't know and yeah. I couldn't have anticipated that. And then when it did come, you just have to figure it out. Like there's just yes. no other way in business. Hey, you just, no. it's like, well, you just got to figure it out. So what do you yeah. do? You Google it and yeah. you just figure it and out.
0: And away you go. Yeah. Um, so that brings us to Yo Media, which is a great story in and of itself because uh, when I first met you, You were doing a lot less than what you're doing now in revenue and profit.
1: Yeah, I think it was sub five hundred thousand.
0: Yeah, and I said to you, "Not yet." Yeah, yeah, I remember. But I'm happy to help you. (laughs) Yeah, and 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 to your credit, you went away and worked on the not yet to the point where you got to to essentially a target market Mm. for EOS. And I'm really interested to know that what drove you between the not yet. And the doing it
1: what- yeah so i think so what happened in i, I started yo in 2013 and then i got mad i was married at the time or I, I got married as i had that business and we kind of we were young so as we were running the as i was running the business my, my wife at the time she came in and worked in the business as well and we decided to just pack up the house go traveling for a year so we yeah. went around the world experience the world all that kind of stuff but when you do that you're not really working on the business you just yeah. it's just you keep it alive enough that to, to have you know to, to to go on holidays and to or to experience the world as a young yeah. person not that there was anything you know i was doing the work i'd be up at you know 2am having conference calls i was actually putting in the work but I wasn't working on the business to grow yep. it strategically. I was just doing, making sure that clients were happy. They were getting results um, and, you know, and they were, and they stuck with me. And, but there was nothing being done about the actual growth. Cause there was no time left over after you finished yep. delivering. And so, you know, we ended up getting divorced and then that was pretty tough. Uh, there was a period of time where the business was really struggling, struggling cause I was a little bit distracted in that sense. And I think it just got to a point where I was like, let's just get this done. Like, this is it. I'm just going to focus on the business and do all the things that I know that need to happen to grow it. Mm -hmm. Came across you, you gave me some really good insight into, Hey, you're not quite there yet. So here's the level that, you know, we typically play at. Um, And I think from then I realized, well, the only thing that's going to move the needle is to sell more. You just need to sell more. Mm -hmm. So I just, I think I spent a lot of time reading and Googling and trying to figure out how do you grow a digital marketing agency? And it was through that curiosity that led me to a few, you know, agency gurus, if you will. Um, They gave me some incredible insights and strategies and positioning and all that kind of stuff. And I just, I I approached it with the mindset of, I don't know. So I'm not going to, question anything they tell me. I'm just going to do exactly what these people tell me to do Yeah, uh, because they've been there and they've done that. So why would I question that? And so Mm -hmm. I just followed it blindly. I just took their advice and I implemented everything they said, did it as well as I could. And then all of a sudden we, you know, crossed the million dollar mark. And then I was like, okay, I got some more staff. I'm like, this is really starting to happen. And, And then I think you were kind of helping us from time to time, like we'd have a strategy day or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, I just said to you, I think we're ready to do it. Let's do it.
0: Yeah. And uh, it's really interesting in that story you just tell about in between, you know, when I said not yet to when you actually, you know, fully commenced DOS in in its form, that, um, again, it came back to seeking out, you know, people that you trust, a bit like Rob Scott. Mm. many years ago so clearly there's a lot of value you would see and I certainly see it as well as constantly seeking out knowledge from others mm. and how that works and you know there's there's a lot in business that's very repeatable and mm. yet there's a lot of people that want to reinvent the wheel and yeah. it appears to me that that's something that you've been trying to avoid like you said well they did it so it works so I'll just do it right mm. yeah yeah so what would you say to a business owner about about that? About about you know just just doing it, what you're told essentially?
1: Yeah, I think the fundamentals of business are consistent across pretty much every industry. Yeah. It's just the nuances of each industry. And even if you're pioneering a new piece of tech or whatever, you still got the fundamental challenges of a business, right? You gotta yeah. you gotta have marketing, you gotta sell, you gotta sell yeah. the thing, you gotta collect yeah. money, you gotta do the fulfillment, all yeah. that. So I think the fundamentals are well established, they just yeah. change for industry. So if there's a business owner out there that's thinking, oh, I know that there's a better way to do this, i would I would say, find someone who's done it and do it exactly or just follow their advice exactly how they recommend the advice. Mm-hmm. And then, if you've done that and you haven't seen success, then you know crit- have a look and say did i really follow that you know like yeah. were you really committed to to that or was there always a bit of guessing but if you followed it and it hasn't worked out then maybe start to iterate and change and do some stuff yeah. Yeah. um but otherwise you know just take the advice it's like what i tell some of, some of my team uh, who come on like this is the way we do it it works really well happy for the innovation to occur but just prove that you can do it the way that we do it, and and deliver at yeah. the high level that we deliver at, and then iterate. If you and and I'm all about if there's a better way, then I'm happy to to be on board with that. I'm completely agnostic to the strategy to how yeah. it's implemented. If you find a better way, great, I'll back you 100. percent But let's just let's do it first, and then iterate from there.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic attitude. So we've spoken a little bit about the challenges you had before you started EOS. Like you know you were trying to grow a business, you had a bit going on. Um, you got to the point. So then if you think back, what were the challenges you were seeing before you implemented EOS into your know, media?
1: I think the biggest challenge was um, the, the lack of vision around the business. So it was just me in a room and I didn't really have a vision for where the business wanted to go. So it was kind of just getting up and selling, getting up and selling and then doing yep. and selling and doing Um and I wasn't sure what the next right step was. And there might've been a bit of analysis paralysis there around, well, what, what do we do next? Yeah. Um, and I've always worked with with coaches and, and you know advisors and things like that. So I've always sought, sought out people to work with. And sometimes it's been great. Most of the time they've been great. Mm. A lot of the time they haven't. So the challenge was how do we take, what do I need to do to, to move the business to that next stage? Because in Australia um as of 2016 stats abs stats mm. l- only 6% of businesses do more than 2 million in revenue which means 94% of businesses do less than 2 million in revenue and something happens around that 2 million mark in in the states it's 4% of businesses do more than 1 million in revenue mm. so only ni- so 96% of businesses in america will never crack a million dollars in revenue for the year so mm. there's something happens around that point in time and i know what that is now that we've moved beyond that point But the what is it? (laughs) Well, to go from to to get to the million or the two million, you've really just got to be focused on sales and marketing and delivering flawlessly. Um and and that's it. Like don't try and reinvent stuff. Just sell as much as you can and be a fucking amazing at the service excellence. Yeah. And then and then once you get to two million and beyond, it suddenly starts to become about scaling and systems because you can't you just physically can't be in all the decisions and like you know, you gotta let you gotta let go of the vine, as they say. Yeah, yeah. Um and that's a difficult thing for a lot of people to do, especially if they don't have systems in place. So the yeah. challenge that we had before that was, yeah, like how do we how do we grow the business to this revenue number? I have no idea how to do it. So that was probably yeah. the biggest struggle. Yeah.
0: Yeah, right. So and then you stumbled across or or you sought out EOS. How did how did you how did you find out about EOS? Where was where was that? Because you know, let's be honest, in Australia it's it's not that well known. So clearly mm. something struck a chord with you. And what was that called? Where was that?
1: Yeah, I'm a. I've got a good friend of mine who runs. Uh, who runs a really great business, like eight-figure business. Um, mm. So my mate Glenn, shout out to Glenn. Um, he, Glenn Carlson, he put me onto EOS. Um, him and I, you know, we read a lot of books together. We, we used to catch up for a Friday call, chat business. Uh, behind me, uh, listeners can't see, but you know, bookshelf full of books. Yeah. And he just happened to mention it one day, and what EOS did for their business. So naturally, I was like, "Cool, I'll check out this book, Traction." And it wasn't until I bought the book and I didn't read it for years. Mm. And it wasn't until I was on a beach in Bali and I just happened to take the Traction book with me. And I had a solid week of nothing to do but sit on a beach and read. And I just read this book, and my mind was just getting blown. <laughs> <laughs> and at the time, like my partners, just like, "Are you reading a business book on this yeah. beach when we're supposed to be having a I was like, "Yeah, sorry, yeah. but it's it's really just compelling." Yeah, and that's how I came across it.
0: Yeah right well that's really interesting so now that we think about you've you know you've sort of articulated your challenges before you implemented EOS how you came across EOS so when you implement EOS and I often tell these people that I'm working with that challenges won't disappear they'll just be a different set of challenges that you mm. see in your business when you're implementing EOS and most of the time they'll be great challenges to have so what are the challenges you're facing now that you're implementing EOS and you have been for you know a while now. So
1: yeah. I mean, if I think about our issues list, um, one of the biggest things for us is you know, growth, like scaling. Yep. So how do how do we scale up to that next level and what's the gap there? And at the moment, the biggest challenge for us is um just getting enough new business in the door. And so yep. marketing is our main focus. How do we yep. market better? And um, yep. how do we get more customers in the door? That's that's our biggest challenge at the moment is yep. we have this really great fulfillment team who can deliver you know, we're pretty much the best in the world as of 2022. Yes, you are. We'll talk about that in a minute. (laughs) Yeah. And so, you know, we've got the award on the shelf behind me to prove it. And the we've got this great team. Now it's all about just the front end. Like how do we get more exposure and more marketing? Because, you know, like a lot of businesses, um, marketing is a big challenge. And trying to cut through all that bullshit and all the noise, um, Mm. that's that's what we're up against.
0: Yeah. So with your marketing, um, it might help to explain a little bit about, EOS here because I'm saying, hang on, the marketing agency, they surely they don't have issues with marketing, <laughs> but it's more no. about knowing your target market and when to say yes and when to mm. say no. And part of EOS is being really clear about that. Could you just tell me how much or that's helped you in terms of being clear about who you're marketing to and, and what that looks like?
1: Yeah, Sure. The, the theory of niching down is, is a theory that I struggle with. And I think a lot of people do because the first thing you say, when you're like, just focus on this one small segment of marketplace instantly, you think, well, I'm giving up the rest of the marketplace. Yeah. And, and the answer is like, no, you're not. What you're doing is you're really hyper-focused on a particular vertical or, or product or whatever, yeah. becoming the best at that, getting all your marketing dialed in, making that work and then moving on. So the niche isn't where you finish, it's where you start and you can add yeah. niches. Yeah. And there's a big thing in, in, you know, you can't, in Australia, you can't really build, uh, you know, eight to 10 figure business or eight to nine figure business off the back of just one kind yeah. of niche. I mean, you, you might be able to, but you could you could do it in the States because there's there's a lot of businesses in one niche over in the States. And I know people that have done that plenty of times, but the challenge we have in Australia is that we're pretty, from an agency point of view, we're pretty small um, so you kind of have to be broad. So you can still go broad, but you just need to have these like these hyper-focused niche marketing yep. funnels that are talking directly to a particular cohort of people that you're trying to market to. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's probably the, that that's actually the thing that changed our business was yeah. we just picked a vertical that we had a lot of experience in. We niche down on it completely, committed yeah. 100% to that vertical, said no to a lot of not to a lot of stuff, a, a bit of stuff. I've um, got really clear about who are the businesses that just aren't right for us yeah. and we're yeah. not right for like kind of like what you did. You're like, you're not at the level yet. So, you know, let's, not, let's talk later. Um, and I think there's a lot of power in that because then you suddenly there's short-term pain of, Hey, we didn't get that deal. Right. Cause you want the revenue, right? That's yeah, the whole yeah. thing. It's like, get the money in the door. Who gives a fuck what it is. Yeah. But then there's like, <laughs> but actually if you just wait and you be more strategic, all of a sudden you end up with this portfolio of really great clients who pay really well and you can deliver exceptional value way above what their investment is Mm -hmm. and you have happier staff happier clients happier team and then Mm. you can go after another vertical and it's kind of like what we say to our clients they all some some clients want to come to us and they want to do everything we want an seo campaign google ads social media email marketing, everything Mm. and initially it's like well let's just start with one Right. Get yep. that dialed in well. And then we can start with another. Because unless they've got an internal marketing team, if they've got an internal marketing team, sure. We can we can just go all out because they've got people there, they've got capacity. But if it's yep. just like one business owner coming to us wanting to market, it's like you you don't have the capacity to review all the information that we're going to create and still run your business. Yep. So let's just do one channel at a time, get it dialed in. Um, and that's that would be one of my biggest pieces of marketing advice to business owners is. Mm just pick a channel, generally start with search because that's when people are actively searching. Get yeah. that dialed in and producing leads before you start to do anything else. Otherwise, you're going to spread yourself too thin and you're not going to do any of that marketing really well. Yeah,
0: there's some great advice. Thanks, Nathan. I'm sure there's a lot of things that people take away from it. And I guess that's probably the piece of advice that you would give people outside of EOS to get right is dial in what, what you need to dial in before you start You know, uh, diluting anything you're doing is make sure that you deliver... You know your first part of your marketing really, really well outside of, um, you know, thinking, oh well, let's just eat the whole hamburger. You know, <laughs> yeah. great. Yeah. All you're going to do is feel sick afterwards, and yeah. you're going to wonder how why you spent your money on on that.
1: Yeah, so it's you're um, going. Yeah, yeah, go on, yeah. I think I think the so from a the advice point of view, depending on where they're at. Like if they're at if you're at some a million dollars in revenue, then just focus on on selling marketing and and delivering mm. really really well. Um, don't worry too much about the systems procedures like mm. you know th- they'll come later like you know just just focus on getting customers through the door and keeping them yeah. happy like that's it yep. everything outside of that is just a shiny object and don't focus on it because you're going to be diluted and it's going to take you way way longer to grow yeah um, because you can go from zero to a million dollars in 12 months if you're super focused and you have a really great product. Yeah. Um. And then if you're sort of getting at that one to two million, then it really starts to become about the systems and the people and building, building, building the machine. Yeah. Um, but from a marketing point of view, yeah, my that's my one piece of advice is just get a single channel dialed in producing good leads, have a good sales process um, for people when they come in and make sure you can deliver at the back end um, really well.
0: Fantastic. Right. Well, I'm sure there's people listening and thinking I really like the cut of his jib <laughs> and i really would like to work with yo media so whilst they may not be target market mm-hmm. i'm sure you're open to a conversation from anyone so what's yeah, the best course. way to, what's the best way for people to get in contact with you nathan
1: uh so i mean go to our site yo check mm-hmm. us out um you can connect with me on linkedin so just go to linkedin search for nathan harding um at yo media and you'll find me um that's that's the best way or just shoot yeah. me um Uh, you just shoot me a DM. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, Uh, one thing, one, one last thing I'll say about EOS though, which is completely different to a lot of the other, let's call them coaching businesses that I've worked with, is that the the thing I like about EOS is that you don't necessarily provide the strategy, which I think a lot of gurus try to do. They come in and say, We've got the strategy and the steps. You kind of you guys kind of came in and went, here's the infrastructure that's gonna allow you to do your best thinking, to yeah. capture that and to get stuff done, right? To really get stuff done. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I like about you guys is that it's, you guys aren't, you're not a coach. It's more of you just help implement the operating system, which allows us to do our best work and our best thinking and hold our team accountable to deliver results. Yeah. And because of that, things are way simpler yeah. than what they used to be. Um, and we get a lot more focused work done because we're all you know we're focused on our rocks and our big objectives yeah so that's the difference between i think eos and a lot of other coaching programs is that it's just it's simple you have great infrastructure and you just allow us to do our best thinking
0: oh that's um some some great feedback nathan i'm very appreciative of that um i'll just take you back to a thing that happened in when i was doing a 90 minute meeting with you and you remember there was a whiteboard in the room (laughs) and someone someone had written
1: some words on it yeah, would you
0: like to tell the story about what I did?
1: You you can tell the story because I can't remember what the what the actual yeah. something like focus on the product yeah, so, or something or what was the yeah. what was the original.
0: So someone you were in a shared a co working space at the time, yeah. and someone had had hadn't rubbed off the whiteboard. They'd clearly used the room beforehand, and they'd written up you know their product, all the parts of the product, what was really important how they were going to sell the product, all this sort of stuff. And um, I walked up to the whiteboard and there was no mention of what the product actually did. It was just like all these great things that it could do. And it was, uh, and I remember I walked up to the whiteboard and then I, and I scored it out and I just wrote on the whiteboard problem before product. And I remember looking over to you and you, I won't repeat what you said, but it was something like, wow. and then uh from there we went on and uh yeah um, and you are where you are today so uh really great to talk to you nathan i really enjoyed it and i I suspect that there's been lots of things that people can take away and implement immediately in their business particularly around you know get out there market the hell out of it sell the hell out of it and then service excellence and then once you're big enough start worrying about the system the infrastructure at that point Mm.
1: Yeah, just know what stage you're in, and then just focus on that stage. Yeah. Because especially on the smaller end, there's most businesses are at that stage. There's yeah. a lot of great advice on how to get to the next stage. Seek it out, implement it, and yeah, yeah. I mean, if you've got a great product, there's no reason why you can't you can't yeah. get there.
0: Yeah, fantastic. Well, Nathan, thanks very much for coming on. I really appreciate it. It's been great. It's, thanks, uh, Murray. It's exactly what I thought it would be. So well done, mate. <laughs> Good on you, mate. See you Pleasure soon. to
1: chat. Talk soon.
0: Thanks for listening to Gripping Business Tales. I look forward to you joining me on the next episode and helping you get what you want from your business.